Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I know you're paying attention to global events. Wars bubbling up everywhere. Countries are buying and hoarding mass amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our heads in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time the economy's terrible entertainment matters i'm apparently a world-class cook all that and so much more is coming up tonight on i'm right Do you ever hear about these professional athletes who go broke right away as soon as they retire? Have you ever heard about how they go broke? We're going to get to America's economy in a second. And I should clarify before we get going, yes, I did forget to put anything in my hair today before I got on the air. Um, I was on the phone and just kind of forgot. So that's why it looks a little different today. It doesn't matter. I'm practically bald anyway. Who cares? Anyway, back to the economy. We're going to talk about America and America's credit rating. But let's go back to the athlete thing, because this will help us understand it. You see an athlete, all these millions of dollars, $100 million contract here and there. And you see him with all the diamond necklaces and mansions and Lamborghinis in the world. And you think, my goodness, that guy has more money than he can spend. And then 
about 15 minutes after he retires, this happens to half of them, boom, bankruptcy, declares bankruptcy. Well, how does it happen? How is it humanly possible? Well, it's important we understand how that happens and what it means when it happens, because this is coming for all of us here in America. You know how that happens most of the time with these athletes? Let's say they're making a million dollars a month. All right, that's a lot of money, obviously, but let's say they're making a million dollars a month. We'll make it simplistic. They're finding a way to spend $2 million a month. So I'm making all this money to shoot oops, but man, I need an extra Lamborghini. I want to rent a yacht for all my friends. I want to do this. I want to do that. I'm spending more than a million. I'm spending $2 million a month. But I'm able to do that. I'm able to keep my head above water doing that because I'm still making a million a month and a million a month and a million a month allows me to cover those interest payments. Let's push this off a little further. Hey, what about this? What about that? I can afford better accountants. I can afford better lawyers. So I'm always spending more than I make, but I make so much money. It gives me the freedom to do that. Now let's get to us here in America. You see, the only life you have ever known the only life I have ever known, I'm 42, the only life we've ever known, no matter your age, is this. America can spend whatever we want. You realize how crazy that is for virtually every other country on the planet and every country in the history of the planet? We spend whatever we want. And just like that drunken athlete, we don't even think about the cost or overspending or that it may end one day because of this, because our credit rating and the value of our dollar has been so stellar and we've always had so much money coming in, it has given us the freedom to just spend way more than we make every year. No one even bats an eye about it. No one bats an eye about it at all. Here's the problem though, to do that, to keep spending money without end, you must have the rest of the world agree that your money is stable, that your financial situation is stable. And if we ever get to a place where the world doesn't think that's the case anymore, you and I are about to see a reduction in our standard of living like you've never seen in your lifetime. If America has to start doing what other nations do, and that's live within its means, it's bankruptcy time, baby. And it's time to start opening up our eyes. Fitch, one of these major groups, just downloaded our credit rating from AAA to AA. Now, what does that mean? Well, you have a credit score. I have a credit score. Let's say your credit score is 700 or 750. That's a great credit score. 750. You pay all your bills on time and you walk into a bank and you want a loan with the 750 credit score you're going to get the best loan rates they have to offer. Welcome in, Mr. Burns. Here's 3% for you. Good work. If you walk into that same bank with a 600 credit score, they might say, Mr. Burns, you can't have a loan for anything. Or they'll say, oh, we'll give you a loan, Mr. Burns, for 15%. That's us as a nation right now. As the world watches us spend out of control, the world is looking on and they're saying, maybe America isn't that great financially anymore. And if only somebody could have seen something like this coming.
the GOP lined up for the last four years, four years, and voted yes, and voted yes, and voted yes, and voted yes on multiple massive spending bills. Truth is, no one cares. And no one's going to care until the whole house of cards come crashing down. And everyone's going to look around and they're going to say, well, how'd this happen? how this happen? Now, well, here's the hard truth of it. Talk about making you uncomfortable. Here's the hard truth of it. When that happens, you and I will both have to go look in the mirror and say, that's on me. I never demanded better. So I never got better. You get what you get. Don't throw a fit. And here we are, facing it. The truth is that Democrats and Republicans both spend like drunken sailors. And this is the craziest part about this whole thing. This is the craziest part about where we're going. We'll get to the Fed in a minute. Credit rating-wise and recession-wise and interest rates and dollars. But the craziest thing is this. What I'm talking about when it comes to debt, the national debt getting too high, countries deciding they don't want to loan us money anymore, the deflation of the dollar. But you know what? Let's stick with the debt for a minute. The national debt is not an opinion thing. What I just said is not not an opinion. It is a mathematical fact. We know what exponential growth is. As we pile on too much debt, it is a fact. If we don't stop doing that, we're going to get too much interest on the debt. We won't even be able to cover the interest payments. The second we can't stop or can't keep paying our bills with a dollar that's worth something, credit rating goes down, your standard of living disappears, my standard of living disappears. What I just said is not an opinion. It's a mathematical fact. The car is driving towards the cliff. It is driving 100 miles per hour towards the cliff. There is no guardrail. It's all downhill and open pavement until the cliffs end. It is a guarantee that car is going off the cliff and everyone in it's going to die. And having said that, Republicans and Democrats in Congress, the House, Senate, and Presidents, everyone from Joe Biden to Donald Trump to Barack Obama to George Bush to Bill Clinton to all of them, they signed bill after bill after bill after bill guaranteeing that that car goes Thelma and Louise right off the cliff. It's a guarantee. And no one cares right now. Shoot, you probably barely care as you sit there watching. Everyone just spends and spends and spends as if that retirement day for that pro athlete's never going to come. But you don't stay young forever and it comes. Oh, did I mention? Here's what the Atlanta Fed had to say. I'm not expecting this to be, you know, a two-month or a three-month period. I, my outlook is that we'll still be in a restrictive territory well into 2024. Uh, and it'll just take a while for the inflationary pressures that we've seen over the, the last year and a half to fully dissipate and get us back to 2%. Another year, year and a half, don't worry, you're already suffering 18% inflations. The inflation, the speds, the Fed, the speds, the Feds are spending like drunken sailors. Just another year and a half and maybe we'll get things back under control. So how's the system handling this? How's your world-class media handling this? Are they out there saying, hey, I know we're Democrats or I know we're Republicans, but we finally need some spending cuts, not reduction on the spending increases. We need actual spending cuts to avoid catastrophe, to avoid the car going off the ledge. Oh, no, 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 no. They're all running on TV, defending Joe Biden, telling you how wonderful things are. I do think the economy is going to be a huge asset. 
Uh, Biden has been maybe too um, reticent, too modest to take credit. But, I mean, where we've come since the depths of the pandemic is an astounding recovery story. Astounding. According to what I'm observing, the economy is booming. Yeah. Inflation is down. The stock market is doing well. Uh, people are having an easier time putting bread on the table, etc. He doesn't seem to be getting the credit for that. And you know what the wildest thing about all this is? This is, this is, okay, that was all a lot to take in. I realize that. But this part is the wildest part to me. When that day comes, I think it'll probably be in my lifetime. Lord willing, not shortly, but it could be. But when that day comes, remember, it's inevitable. Car's heading towards a cliff. Whether it's my, ki- my life, my kid's life, their kid's life, whatever, it's coming. The day's coming. When that car goes zoom, what should happen is the people who've run the country, the Democrats and Republicans who've spent us into disaster, who've run the country, they should in that moment have a joint press conference where they all stand side by side on the television set and they tell you how sorry they are and this is our fault and oh, how could we do this? But you know, call me cynical. I think when that day finally gets here, they're just going to blame something else and half the public will go along with it. You know what they're blaming high gas prices on right now? Just watch this. This is probably what they'll do when the debt takes us off the cliff. Have you noticed a recent surge in gas prices this summer? Join the club. You're not alone. The national average price of a gallon of regular is now $3.83. That's about 30 cents more than it was just a month ago. One big factor might surprise you. It seems this summer's extreme heat is playing a role. Yeah, those gas prices are high because of climate change. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I am right. We're going to talk to the great president of Freedom Works in just a moment. Before we talk to him, maybe you're a little anxious at the moment. Maybe you're sitting there thinking about that car zooming towards the cliff and you're going to have trouble sleeping tonight. Well, I've got some news for you about me. Let me just talk about me for a second. I generally sleep very well, but it's a problem when I can't sleep. It has been. You know why? Because I'll take something for sleep, just some over-the-counter thing. You know, hey, just let me go to sleep. And any time I've ever taken anything like that, even NyQuil or something like that, I knock out for about 14 hours and I wake up and still want to die. I'm so tired. And then I discovered CB Distillery. CBD. Real ingredients. No big pharma stuff. Real ingredients. I, if I take one of their little sleep gummies, sleep like the dead. Eight, nine hours and wake up feeling like a million bucks. Use it for calm. Use it for sleep. Use it for soreness after a workout. Man, just drop the pill bottle. Go to CB Distillery, all right? CBDistillery.com, using the promo code JESSE, gets you 20% off everything. CBDistillery.com, promo code JESSE. Go now. Fitch's decision is puzzling in light of the economic strength we see in the United States. I strongly disagree with Fitch's decision, and I believe it is entirely unwarranted. Okay, well, Janet Yellen's an idiot and a liar, but that doesn't mean she's necessarily wrong here. 
Who are these Fitch people? Why are they downgrading our credit rating? What do we do? Joining me now, Adam Brandon, president of the Great Freedom Works. Okay, Adam, before we get into Janet Yellen, tell me about this Fitch. I've never met this guy. <laughs> so Fitch is a rating agency. They're one of these people who go out there and they take a look at a company or a government and their debt and be like, and they kind of grade it as in you have top of the pile, like, hey, they're going to be able to pay back their bills or they're going to be like some of my old college roommates that I wouldn't loan $5 to and they get junk ratings. So you put that together. The United States has historically had AAA credit ratings, but what Fitch looked at our debt and they're like, I don't know, you know, we're, we're about 10 years from now, we're going to have $50 trillion in debt and they're, and they're giving us a high rating, AA+, plus, but they're looking at all this debt getting piled on and there doesn't seem to be any, any, it's not changing anytime soon. So they're saying, hey, United States, we worry you're going to be able to pay back your debt in the future. And that's the warning that they're giving. And this, this is one of the most frustrating parts about the debt talk to me is it's all so inevitable and obvious. I mean, it's not partisan even. It's black and white. It's dollars and nope. cents. At one point in time, we're not going to have enough money to pay the interest on the debt. That's a mathematical fact. It really doesn't matter what your opinion on it is or my opinion on it is. That's, it's in the numbers. And yet there's no indication that we're even going to get a slight reduction in spending ever. Well, that's what I, I always take a lot of heart in the, what the House Freedom Caucus is doing and how they're at least trying to raise the issue and fight. And it's amazing that they're even within their own Republican Party. I mean, this is a bipartisan problem that created all of this debt and this spending. And you do have just a handful of folks within the House right now that are like, whoa, 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 we actually need to start lowering our spending rates. We need to start cutting where possible. And you hear numbers that sound big, like $100 billion, but it's not really that big of a number when you look at the 30-some trillion we have. But you have to start somewhere. And there's a lot of threats to the United States. And this one is a threat that's around the corner. It's not today, maybe a few years from now, but, the, but pretty soon we're gonna be there. And if we wait until the crisis happens, it may be too late then. And this is how great countries get ruined. It's not some foreign invader. It's that they go broke from the inside and rot from the inside. Uh, will this stop? Do we have any chance to stop it? You know, I know what a better question I think I should probably ask is, is I, I think we both know it's not going to stop. What's going to happen the day that bubble, bubble finally pops? The day foreign governments, foreign entities stop saying, no, America, I will not give you another loan to pay for Social Security. What's going to happen here in this country? We've seen previews that this happens around the world. A few years ago, this happened in Greece. And when Greece, when Greece couldn't pay its debts, um, it, 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 the credit ratings came in. What did Greece have to do? Overnight, it has to slash its spending. So instead of adjusting the rate of growth of Social Security from 3% to 2%, you cut Social Security by 30 40% overnight. If you've got to keep paying your debts, so we're going to have to continue to pay the interest on our debts. However, you're going to look at all the money we're spending on the military. That's going to have to be reduced overnight. Everything has to be abruptly changed overnight. And then one thing that the, the United States has been so fortunate to have is the status of the dollar as the reserve currency. But if you're in a financial crisis and you lose that ability to have the dollar as the reserve currency, all of a sudden, we're going to not be able to issue all of this debt. 
And so that looks at dramatic overnight cuts, which would lead to an absolute catastrophe and in, 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 in just a massive readjustment. I, it's, this is what happened to Argentina. Argentina was a rich country at one point. Now it's an economic basket case. That's what happens. Now, I have a little bit more hope that as a country, we can rise to this occasion and we can start to address our debt situation. But um, I wouldn't hold my breath. I wouldn't hold my Well, you know what? Hey, we got a golden opportunity right now. We have a GOP House and we have all these appropriations meetings coming up right now. Surely the GOP is going to be out there cutting spending to make sure we can get back on the fiscal track. Well, that's what you would hope to see happen coming up here in the next several months. Unfortunately, it's probably going to be Republican on Republican arguing because, again, you have, I point to people like Chip Roy of Texas, Congressman Chip Roy. He takes spending so seriously. And uh, we'll just see, like, to me, it makes good politics. Like, let's just be honest with the American people. We've got a real financial crisis. Let's talk to the American people and be like, hey, let's, we got to start to deal with this. Um, there's no better time than right now to start to deal with this question. Everyone knows it's true. And, uh, and so you can have this you can have this conversation now or we can continue to pretend that there's nothing. And, hey, after the next election and the election after that, we'll finally start to deal with spending. But, um, you know, we may be done with dealing with spending, but spending's not done with us. And so this is going to come home and eventually it's probably going to be you and me or it's definitely going to be my children. I mean, this is a moral issue to me that you have to start dealing with this problem now. Do you think the voters understand this at all? Because the truth is, there hasn't been any incentive for Republicans to cut spending. We know Democrats won't. Republicans don't either. Because when they spend like drunken sailors, the voters will time and time again go back to the booth and vote for the same guy who just voted for the latest trillion dollar bill. Maybe the voters deserve what's coming. The way I look at it is you have to be honest with the voters, and I'm not sure the Washington political class has been honest. When you talk about the spending battles that we're having, look, you got to start talking about entitlements. you got to start talking about a Social Security. You have to start talking about Medicare. You have to start talking about defense. You have to start talking about the ways that we're financing our government. I actually have, in my experience, when I, when I travel around the country meeting with grassroots activists, they want to have this conversation. They want, they care. If you, I remember, I was there at the beginning of the Tea Party movement. We were having these conversations back then. And I think it's, you got to separate yourself from the hot button politics of the day to this long-term, more sober conversation. And I actually think the politicians that will begin to focus on that long and sober conversation, I think Americans are ready for an adult conversation, an adult debate on how you solve this problem. Because this is, to me, the greatest threat that's coming down to our country. If you want to know how the history books are going to write the demise of the United States, chances are um, we hollow ourselves out and we go broke. Um, we have the opportunity to solve that problem. Adam, I hope we can, I hope we can solve this problem. I, I truly do. But let's, let me ask the ultimate hot-button question because you brought it up and then I'll mm -hmm. let you go. Entitlements. Look, everyone, yes. loves, everyone loves to say, I want to cut spending, especially Republicans. Cut spending! Cut spending! And then you tell that person who's 70 years old, yeah, we're going to have to do something about Social Security. What? That's outrageous! <laughs> Then Social Security and Medicare are like two-thirds of the budget. Correct. 
Well, look, here's the good news on that is that if you start talking to younger voters, they're willing to make some kind of deal or adjustment. And I think I look at my parents. They're in their 80s. They need Social Security and Medicare. We're not going to change the system for those people who depend on it right now. But you start making long-term changes. You start looking at what do we do right now that you start to have a tiered system. I mean, it makes no sense to me. We're trying to preserve a system like Social Security when it makes far more sense to put small, younger workers into a system where they get to invest their savings into the stock market. That's going to do so much better for them in the long run. And on things like healthcare, this is where you got to lean on more innovation. You got to learn, lean on some technology. You got to lean on some disruption. So it's not that we have no options and it's not just cut or not to cut. It's just, we have to start getting real creative in how you address these problems. And we're not even having that conversation yet. No, we're not. Adam, thank you, boss. I appreciate you. Hey, thanks for coming. Or thanks for having me. <laughs> Bad All right. Entertainment. You know, I consider sports part of that, too. It does matter. We'll talk a little bit about that and how ours got so rotted out here in a moment. Before we get to that, let's get to this. Making preparations. As you just heard Adam say, it's going to happen in our lifetime, if not a virtual guarantee for our kids. Chaos. Let's accept it. Let's be adults here. Let's accept chaos is coming. You can, just money-wise, it is. Do you have food set aside? No, nothing crazy. You don't need to build a nuclear bunker. I'm not, I don't say, I'm not saying that. But do you have three months' worth of food for everyone who lives in your home? My Patriot Supply will make sure you do because they have three-month food kits prepped and ready to go. And right now, they're 25% off. 25% off. You have to go to preparewithjessikelly.com. Everyone in your home needs one. Preparewithjessikelly.com. All right? We'll be back. Entertainment matters. If you've watched this show for any length of time, you know we will talk about that early and often. Entertainment matters a lot. We should never, ever, ever dismiss it. And for so long, people on the right, myself included, have dismissed it. How many times have you seen some professional athlete or some actor be outspoken? That's always left wing about politics. And you said to yourself, or maybe you said to a friend, oh, no one cares what he thinks. Oh, who cares what some actor thinks? No one cares about what the sports guys think. That's not true. People do care. These people, you can argue, obviously, that they shouldn't be lifted to the position they are in our society, but you can argue all you want. They are lifted to that position. When LeBron James says something stupid, which he does quite often, people do listen. Millions and millions and millions of people do listen. And I was thinking about this earlier. I, I, I just kick it out of my head, and I'm going to ask Steve Dace about this next. Do you remember... Do you remember how funny commercials used to be? I, I'm not doing this grandpa back in my day thing, but especially sports commercials. You watch a football game. How great the commercials used to be. The stupid Budweiser frogs. The Terry Tate commercial where he's an office linebacker wiping people out. FedEx. FedEx used to have the funniest commercials on television. You would sit down, and when the commercials came on, yes, you would see a product advertisement, but you would be entertained. Today, it's either Big Pharma or Tranny Lives Matter. It's all that crap. Why? 
because the communists understood that entertainment matters, sports matters. That's why they ruined it. That's why all these athletes are commie scum now, all of them. The U.S. women's national team for soccer, I had to explain to my sons, even though we obviously don't watch a lot of women's soccer in the house, because who would? But the women's soccer team was still very, very popular in this country like 15 minutes ago. They were America's sweethearts. Oh, look at all the cute girls playing soccer, winning it all. We love them. Everyone had a high opinion of U.S. women's soccer. Today, at least half the country hates their guts. Why? Well, here's Megan Rapino. The moments kneeling were, were difficult for you. Yeah, it was. It was what, because it was just of people's heavy. reaction or um a little bit, yeah. Um obviously knowing, you know, especially after um the first time that I did it, um, you know, knowing how angry people were. Um but it also it, it was difficult and heavy, but I, I had this immense sense of pride and responsibility in in doing that. So I think that's where the strength of, of doing it a number of times came from. Our athletes are all leftist activists now. That's really what matters to them. Our society, our culture has rotted to the point where that's what's incentivized. And so now, that's what they prioritize, above all. Megan Rapino is a champion. She just blew the game, got eliminated from the World Cup. What's she most proud of? This is what she had to say. But when you reflect on the impact you've made on this team, is there a memory that stands out to you right now in this moment? Oh, um, I mean, probably equal pay chance. Equal pay chance. All those young girls watching, soccer players, how many young soccer players, women, are watching this show right now? How many watch her? And you aspire to maybe be on the women's national team, maybe maybe go to college on a scholarship one day, win a championship, looking up to her. What's she going to say? Greatest part was when I whined about having equal pay, even though we don't bring in the same money the men's team does. That's what America's entertainment and sports have become. They were infected and taken over because once again, we didn't conserve it. We called ourselves conservatives for so long, but we conserved nothing. We failed to conserve any of our cultural institutions. And while we were complaining that nobody cared what the athlete thinks, no one cares what the actor thinks, the communists were looking and they were understanding, oh, people very much do care what the actor and athlete thinks. Let's go take it over. I wouldn't even go into NASCAR. We just got done suspending a driver because he liked a meme, a funny meme of George Floyd. That's NASCAR. That's not women's soccer. That's Mr. Red, White, and Blue Patriot NASCAR. Oh yeah, that's how far sports has fallen. The corporate world has fallen in this country. You know, we'll talk to Steve Dace about some of this stuff here in just a moment before we talk to Steve. Let's talk about the air you breathe, the air I breathe. You know why it smells so good? after you walk outside. There's been a thunderstorm and you walk outside and you smell it in the air. It smells great, doesn't it? But it's because the air got cleaned. It's part of how God cleans the air. You know that you can have that inside of your home without the rainwater damage? Eden Pure Thunderstorm, they clean your air. It scrubs it for you. 
No filters to replace. It's just this little black box. You plug it in the outlet in the wall. It fixed my allergies. But the viruses, mold, any odors in your air, Eden Pure kills them all. They sell three packs, $200 off. Go get a three pack. You'll end up owning nine like I do, but go get a three pack. Put one where you sleep, one where your kids sleep, one in the kitchen, living room. EdenPureDeals.com. Code Jesse's how you get that discount. All right? We'll be back. College football. I bet you think we'd never lead with that. We never talk college football. Well, not much on the show, but Steve Dace, obviously a great host, made the movie Nefarious, best-selling author. He was talking a lot about it today, and he talked about it so much it intrigued me why it actually matters, why you and I should maybe care. Steve, okay, first let's lead with this for the non-sports fans. College football realignment. What is that? What are you even talking about? What's happening is you're watching a bunch of giant corporations called conferences in college football are consolidating into mega corporations. Does that storyline sound familiar to you at all, Jesse? Ah. Do you work in an, do you work in an industry at all where maybe this occurred in a previous era to try to hold off technological advances and rather than admit certain uh, free market realities. What's going on with college football is a metaphor for what's happening on an institutional level uh, altogether. From 1984, when the Supreme Court said that the NCAA could no longer regulate uh, who was on TV and how often that that was antitrust, from 1984 until 2014, with the advent of the college football playoff, Few pursuits in America better exemplified free market principles than college football. Everybody was making money hand over fist. There was innovation. There was diversity. Both every conference had its favorite broadcasters and networks. Every even on the field, the schematic differences. You know, you go back and watch, you know, black and white footage of the game pre and post World War II. Everybody's running the same offense. Now, now it's there's a lot more diversity and innovation, both in terms of the the, the corporate structure and also the on the field product. It becomes the second most popular sport in America. And then in 2014, it decides we need a real playoff and it creates the second largest tv rights event in the country other than the olympics and the super bowl and at that point the money became so obvious and so huge that it that it just refused at the same time all these progressive presidents refused to adapt and so now the players are still the labor they're still operating under a generations old paradigm of an education for playing even though the quality of that education is in the toilet as you talk about a lot the the, the quality of education is not worth the paper it's printed on in many cases and then the and then the amount of money they're generating compared to the value of that education the model is upside down and so the same presidents who pay bernie sanders 50 grand to come in and 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 you know, go on and on about injustice, don't want to advance or evolve the business model of the players at all. This allows the hard left media uh, to, 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 to depict these players as Che Guevara testimonies. And so now they're all victims, even though, yes, they deserve more. But let's face it, these guys are living a charmed life compared to everybody else on these campuses. But now they're all victims. And so this entire thing now is caught in the nexus of hard left media 
that doesn't believe in reform, that doesn't believe in polishing stained glass windows, but destroying them. Only the most radical solutions will work. And the fact that it, it believed it could ignore free market economics for so long. At the same time, there's technological innovations with streaming. What's happened here is a metaphor for what is happening in virtually every other sector of our economy and culture. And college football is just maybe the most high profile example of it. Okay, well, so we can better understand how it's going to end with the other parts of our culture. How does this end for college football, Steve? Well, you can either live by free market principles or die by something that will be even worse than what they will enact. I think a lot of times on the right, Jesse, we, over the years we have preached uh, markets as a salvationary construct. They are not. Free markets do not lift societies uh, out of their immorality. Free mar we are for free markets in acknowledging the immorality of people, meaning that we need options, competition, checks and balances. Human nature cannot be trusted. It must be incentivized. You know, these people called the pilgrims landed here 700 years ago, and they wanted to, act, they wanted to live out the book of Acts and, and keep everything in common. And the young men didn't want to work for the old men. And that first winter, half of them died. And the next winter, John Winthrop was like, shoot, man, I got to incentivize the young men to work. So here's what we're going to do. The, you, everybody, like in the, in the 12 tribes of Israel, everybody, every clan gets their own piece of land. The bigger clans get bigger pieces of land. They got more mouths to feed. But the bigger your harvest next fall, the more land you will get. He incentivized them to work. He incentivized them to achieve. What happened? America was born with that decision. We have chosen to, on one hand, act as if free markets just magically make people moral. They don't. Or we've acted as if free markets themselves are immoral. They're not. They're actually a construct that understands the, the, the morality of the human condition. But on these college campuses, at the same time that they were reaping in these billions of dollars, Jesse, all of their curriculum, all of their ideology was preaching against the very thing that was causing them to get wealthy. Sooner or later, that center cannot hold. Eventually, the reality of your worldview comes calling. Okay, Steve, these, these institutions they've taken over are so critical to us as a nation, beyond, well beyond college football. As you know, you talk about this all the time on your great show. What's the solution? Taking back the institutions or just saying screw it and building our own institutions? I think the first thing that must happen is punishment. The reality is that we don't have the wherewithal yet. There's a few companies, and they advertise a lot on shows like you and I, that are at that are at the the, the you know the the, the trailblazing edge, the dawn of the birth of a parallel economy. But we don't have a generation to rebuild these things. I mean, the the clock here in this thing called America is ticking right now. And so what we need is 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 something that would shock the system. What we need is to punish people for doing bad things. For example, the conversation that was held last week. We have, to, we have to understand that a generation of young people were essentially victims of predatory lending, told they had to go to college or they were less of a person, and now they've got degrees that mean nothing and all kinds of, and that is that they have one, and all kinds of debt they can't pay back. Now, we can't just pay off their debt because that makes the people who did pay their debts subsidize them as well. So who should pay? Make the universities pay. 
put it on them. These are now liens against, you want more funding? You want more funding from the state? These are liens against that. You're going to pay. These are offsets. We need to start punishing people for poor behavior. That's the number one thing that has to happen. The, the idea that we have a generation now to just go out and build our own thing, I wish we did. This is something we should have started 20 years ago. We don't. These institutions, are they're like tumors. They metastasize. They're too embedded in the culture. We need to come up with remedies now that make punishment happen so they fear making poor or immoral decisions. Steve, I was thinking about this the other day. I was actually talking about this last week. I was thinking about the old Terry Tate commercials. Do you remember the Terry Tate office linebacker commercials, the Reebok ones where the linebacker would run through the office smearing everybody on Sundays? They were like the funniest, greatest things ever. And I was talking to my kids about this, and I, I pulled them up on YouTube, and I was showing my kids. I said, I just want you to understand this used to be entertainment in this country. This used to be sports. Like, you could sit down and I could go get some chicken wings while you watch the commercials on a Sunday. And I thought about this this weekend. The women's soccer team crapped all over America and lost. NASCAR is, of course, in the news because one of their drivers liked some offensive George Floyd meme. I, I want my kids to have that again, to have what you and I had. And it's gone. But it's freshly gone. So can we get it back? Only through punishment. People have to have to feel yeah. the sting of bad decisions if they don't. You and I know this as parents. You and I know this as entrepreneurs with our own shows in this space. Whatever you incentivize, you will get more of. Whatever you, whatever you de-incentivize, you will get less of. Right now, there is really, outside of a few examples, like what's happening with Bud Light and a few other things, there are no real examples of people being punished for bad behavior. And until that changes, you're just going to get more of this. He is Steve Dace of The Great Steve Dace Show. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. You bet, brother. Thank you. All right. We have to lighten the mood next. Now, before we lighten the mood, let's do something to make ourselves uh, healthier. I know I'm 42 and white trash and still like an occasional fast food cheeseburger. I admit that. But the truth is, as I get older... I start to focus more on my health. It matters more. I have to focus on it. Chuck, it's not just something I do occasionally. I wake up every single morning and I take my male vitality stack from Chuck because I understand that there are estrogens in the waters. Testosterone levels are in free fall, and I understand I cannot be the person I'm supposed to be if I'm a gigantic low-T weenie. Neither can you. There's a female vitality stack for the ladies natural herbal supplements but start living better start living life even if it's a small way a little bit better right we can all improve a little bit chalk.com promo code jesse gets you 35 percent off subscriptions so get a subscription don't pay full price 35 percent is huge chalk.com promo code jesse we'll be back All right, to lighten the mood, I'm going to teach you something about brisket, even though I just made my first one. <laughs> Before we get to that, let's do something serious. Focus. We talked, we talk all the time, really, about making preparations. Nothing crazy, nothing drastic. Basic preparations. Part of basic preparations for your life is getting some gold or silver. 
It has to be in your IRA or 401k. My goodness, what are you doing if it's not? You have got to get something solid in there to protect yourself if that bubble pops, when the bubble pops. You need physical gold and silver coins in your hands. But what do you get? That's what are you supposed to do? Go down to the pawn shop? Don't do that. Call Oxford. Call Oxford Gold Group. They're the ones who've been taking care of my people for years now. They take care of my family members, everybody, friends. They're just so laid back, so straightforward. They'll handle all of it. Your 401k, getting it sent to your home, everything. Call 833-995-GOLD. Tell them I told you to call, all right? 833-995-GOLD. Now, I've never smoked a brisket before. The truth is I'm just starting to get used to a smoker. But I decided I was going to give one a shot this weekend. And you know the worst part about smoking a brisket? Because it costs so much money, you got to go buy the brisket. It's like a five and a half pound brisket. And you spend all this money and you're looking at this beautiful hunk of meat and you want to know how to cook it. So what do you do? I do the same thing you do. I get on my phone and I'm looking up recipes. Recipe after recipe after recipe. And they're all different. All of them. Got to cook it at 225. Got to cook it at 180. Cook it for four hours. Cook it for 24 hours. Cook it for a while, then cover it. Don't cook it or don't cover it. There's a million different things. So here's what I did. I'm just going to tell you what I did. And yes, that's what it looks like. And by the way, for those people saying it's burnt, that's called bark. Your brisket better look like that after you smoke it, by the way. All right. I put mine on the smoker. Pellet smoker, no big deal. I put mine on the smoker about 11 hours at 180. But I had a temperature probe in it monitoring the temperature the whole time. 180, about 11 hours. Then I decided it was probably where I wanted it to be, but it couldn't get there to temp, so I was trying to get it to 202. Cranked it to 225 for two hours, I would say. Two or three hours anyway. Then it got up to 202, 203. Never covered it. Pulled it off, wrapped it in foil, threw it right in a cooler for 90 minutes so it could stay warm and rest. You're looking at the end result. Whether or not you like how it looks, I will tell you it's one of the best things I've ever eaten in my life. And I woke up this morning and the wife had chopped up a little bit of it for something else. I took some of the chopped up brisket, dropped it in some scrambled eggs, little cheese, little spicy barbecue sauce, couple drips of it on there. That's as good as it gets. All right, there you go. World famous brisket. See you tomorrow. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to improving the lives of America's veterans, first responders, and their families. For over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young children, builds specifically adapted smart homes for catastrophically injured veterans, and is working to eradicate veteran homelessness. David Marshall served in the Army 
Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He has never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades, nor the efforts of first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud Foundation donor. Tunnel to Towers is committed to supporting veterans, first responders, and their families, and so many of them need your help. Join the foundation on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For just 20 bucks a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my sponsor and my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values. Go to puretalk.com slash jesse to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash jesse. 